to the Stephen Knight Show. Hope you're having a wonderful Monday and I hope it gets a little bit better for you. Uh, tonight we're having a very different show than usually. We're not doing hot topics because we're doing the interview or discussion panel actually with a guy named Scott Rhodes and Savage. You may remember Savage. He's with the Articulate Podcast. I saw a video um, a, a few weeks ago by Scott and he was talking about it. Scott is a white guy and he was talking about, in his opinion, the issues in the black community. He says that it's not uh, white privilege or racism, but it's more of the things that we experience as uh, a race, black people experience as a race. Of course, it went viral, and there are a lot of opinions about it. I got a lot of backlash for even inviting him on the show to discuss it, um, but I think that it's important for us to have these conversations about race. And my intention was not to change Scott's ideology or change his mindset. It was because so many people follow him. I wanted whoever's listening tonight to hear something and hopefully walk away with something they'd never thought of or they never heard from a certain perspective. So that was the point of me bringing him on the show. I think that it's important for us to have these conversations because a lot of people, and I will say a lot of white people, don't know where they fit into the conversation because they they don't want to come off as racist. They don't want to come off as a bigot. And so hopefully this conversation will be one that speaks to everyone. And, you know, I don't think I changed Scott's mindset. That wasn't my goal. My goal was to have a conversation with them. And I respect him for coming on the show and I respect him for doing the interview. Um, and also Savage for always uh, coming on our show and, and supporting what they do. So we'll be having that discussion. You'll hear that discussion later in the show. Um, but I want to remind you all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Instagram, and, of course, our official website, thestephenisshow.com. Send us an email if you like to, submissions at thestephenisshow.com. You can also um, submit your music to be featured on our show. When we come back, my discussion with Scott and with Savage. Right back after this. Spending time getting to know some things. Yeah. Major vibes. You're playing my favorite Bye. 
too flexing. Welcome back to the Stephen I Show. So this next conversation is one that I caught a lot of flack for even engaging in with this next guest, uh, Scott. Scott Rhodes, he uh, is a Caucasian American. He served in our in our armed forces. Um, we thank him for our service. And he made a video that went viral. He was talking about, in his opinion, what uh, are the issues in the black community. He says it's pro- predominantly about the music, the rap music, the things, the lyrics that are being said. He doesn't believe in that racism is a big part of what's going on. He doesn't believe in white privilege at all. And he thinks that a lot of it is the things that we have in our community that we have to work on. Um, he's joined us tonight as well as Savage from the Articulate Podcast to have a discussion. First, I want to play for you the clip uh, from his video and then we'll talk. Take a listen. African-American communities in this nation are disproportionately failing, and it's not because of systemic racism, and it's not because of a lack of privilege. It's because there's problems within the culture. There's a cultural issue happening from within the black community that needs to be corrected. Why does 13% of the population, which is black, cause over 50% of the murders in this nation? Why does that happen? Why is the single parenthood rating in the black community upwards of 70%, significantly higher than any other ethnic group? And why is it that approximately 95% of all black homicides are committed by other black individuals? It's really easy to point the finger and say, it's not my fault, it's systemic racism keeping us down. It's the fact that we don't have privilege is the reason why we're not succeeding. No, that's not the reason you're not succeeding. It's the fact that you have some problems in your culture that are bringing your people down and you need to correct them. Was America more racist now than it was in 1960? Because all of these stats have greatly increased within the greatest time period for civil rights. The answer is no, we're not more racist now than it was in 1960, but for some reason we have more problems. These problems have nothing to do with racism and everything to do with the culture within the black community. And more specifically, what I want to trade all these problems to, or a majority of these problems to, is the music that this culture produces, that the black culture produces. It's undeniable that one of the biggest influencers in our society today is the music industry. So black music, or music that is predominantly listened to and produced by the black community, promotes the objectification of women, the selling and trafficking of drugs, and also gang violence as well as gun violence. You don't believe me? Let me just quote some of the most popular songs. If a nigga wants static, let him have it. Have you ever seen a mini semi-automatic? A boogie with the hoodie. Everyone screaming, fuck WestJet. Lil Pump still sell that meth. Little Pump. Fucking on your bitch, yeah, thought, thought. Cooking up dope in the crock pot. Migos. When you're teaching your communities that being hard, selling drugs, and shooting individuals with guns is the cool thing to do, you end up destroying your communities with drugs, with gun violence, and you end up having a good portion of your population in prison. And when you're in prison because you wanted to be hard, who's there to raise your goddamn kids? Children that don't grow up with their fathers are five times more likely to end up poor, nine times more likely to drop out of school, 20 times more likely to develop behavioral disorders, and 20 times more likely to end up in jail. So now the next generation in the community has to grow up with more problems because the choices their parents make, but also the influencers within their ethnic group. So statistically, you can see why there's problems within the black community that aren't related to some racist government. It's all internal. It's all coming from within. And you can see how the next generation is going to suffer because when these kids grow up with all these problems, they become adults. They have kids and they pass down those problems and those ideas, those belief systems. So now we know where the problem is coming from. And the only way to correct it now is to not play into the idea that the government is racist or there's something called white privilege because it doesn't exist. And 
take individual responsibility for our children and our communities. That's how you do it. Thanks for watching, everyone. I hope you enjoy my content. If you do, give me a like, give me a share. If you have something to say or you have a problem with something I said, send me something in the comment section below. Thanks for watching. All right, so that was the video. Um, now, I reached out to Scott after I heard it and because um, one thing I was that that wanted me to have him on the show is the fact that he's willing to have a conversation about it. He's willing to, uh, you know, to talk through it. Also, as uh, Savage, she's a friend of our show. She's on the Articulate Podcast, as you all know. Um, she's on to, to also come from a different perspective. So I want to welcome Scott and Savage. Welcome to the show. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, like, I'm glad to be on. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you so much for your time. So, Scott, before we get into it, so people get an understanding of who you are, can you just introduce yourself and kind of tell them a little bit about your background and, um, and all, right, all that? Yeah. So, so like you said before, I served in the military. I'm about almost 24 years old, and uh, I'm a political science major. And uh, I just I made a video recently just describing what I've noticed from statistics and what I can reason with with basic knowledge is why there's a problem within the black culture. And uh, it, it, it almost has a million views now. And mm-hmm. uh, it seems to be a pretty hot topic amongst a lot of people. And, right. I mean, that's pretty much me. Yeah. So let me ask you, because this is what I kept hearing all day when I was talking about this interview. Why are you allowing this racist on your show? Why are you giving this platform? Let me, let me ask you, are you a racist? No, absolutely not. And I don't think anything in my video is racist. It's okay. identifying a problem, and I'm not part of that ethnic group. I understand that I'm not part of the ethnic group, but that doesn't devalue my opinion on the subject. Okay. So let me ask you this. What was your intention when you made the video? Uh, what was your intention behind it? So my intention behind the video is that I understand what is appealing, and I understand that the black community wasn't going to take kindly to a white individual speaking on Let's say it's an American issue, but it's an American issue related to the black culture. So I knew that would be appealing, and it worked in my favor. And uh, the second issue is that there's, there's a stati- the statistics that are brought up in the video are, are uh, I'm just trying to explain them. I'm trying to solve a social issue within our culture, but I do not like to blame uh, the whole issue on the past. I understand that there is a, a little bit of systemic racism or a little bit of the factors of system, systemic racism that happened 30, 40 years ago that still play an effect, but it doesn't explain the statistics when it comes to, let's say, the murder rate or the single parenthood rate, in my opinion. Okay. Well, Savage, let me bring you in. So I sent you the video uh, last night to watch. When you saw it, what were your, th- when you, you saw it, what were your thoughts? Uh, my initial thought was that you know, this is very disappointing. Um, it's not a, I think the reason it was disappointing, disappointing to me is because I've heard this rhetoric before and it's not productive. So when I'm listening to a video or when I'm listening to a podcast or a debate, I'm hoping to learn something from the video or hoping to learn something from that particular conversation or perhaps it sparked something in me to go out and do something for the community, but it wasn't, I didn't get that from the video. So my initial thought was to go out and see, you know, what else is Scott Rhodes talking about? What are his interests and what is the intent behind the video? And I believe I got the answer that I was looking for based on my search, but I 
consider myself diplomatic and I consider myself to be um, receptive of other people's opinions. So when you asked me to come on your show, I was glad to do so just to get his opinion directly. Um, well, not opinion. We got that. But just to get the intent behind the video directly. So that was right. a long explanation. But if I could just sum it up in one word, it's just disappointing. Okay. Now, Scott, one of the things you say is that you don't believe in white privilege. Now, um, the Oxford Dictionary, uh, they um, define it as inherent advantages possessed by, possessed by a white person based on their race in society characterized by racial inequality and injustice. And what they said is white, white skin privilege is not something that white people necessarily do, create, or enjoy on purpose. And like uh, more, more overt individual or institutional manifests of racism described above, white skin privilege is a transparent preference preference for whiteness and saturates our society. So pretty much what they're saying is a lot of white people who experience privilege don't even realize they're having privilege. So they give an example of, say that if I go to a hotel, right, if I check into a hotel and um, I go to use the products they have, you know, that they have just as a, uh, you know, just as convenience, a lot of the, the, the products are not designed for black people or people of color. Oh, well- can I stop you there right now? Yeah. So that, that's just a part of capitalism. So the products within the hotel room are designed to suit the common people. And whoever the common people within that hotel, whoever's participating in using that hotel or their services, they're going to tend to those people. So I'm, I'm sure if there was a, a large black community and the hotel was used predominantly by black people, I, I, I probably I would think that they would tend to those people. But that's just a capitalism. It's the same thing with uh, – Walmart in their makeup, the, the Walmart makeup issue, the majority of the population in America is white, so they're going to tend to that. It's just good business. What do you say to that, Savage? I, well, think that, that the dominant, I think the dominant culture dictates what's acceptable and what's beautiful, and I think that's a little deeper than what you were asking about as far as the products go, but I can honestly say that I experienced some some facet of white privilege on a daily basis. Yeah, me too. Um, I work in a large, I work for a very large company, tech company, and I work in the finance department, and I'm one of two black people out of hundreds of um, white and or Asian. And, you know, I don't feel discriminated against overtly. Um, I feel that people respect my opinion, but I think that that comes from my education. It comes from my work ethic. And I even have a military mother. She was a colonel. Um, So I think that there are a lot of factors in my background that allow me to push past that, but it's still there. It's just an invisible, it's an invisible oppression that we all have to deal with. Yeah. so when you say invisible, I'm trying to understand if it's it's invisible and we can't we don't see it and it's not it's not such a common thing in America. That's my opinion. I don't think it's as common as you think. Racism, not white privilege, because I think there's privilege in money. I don't think there's privilege in skin pigmentation. But oh, uh, so what, what? What was that? No, I'm good. Finish your thought. Okay, I, I got. Geez, I lost my train of thought. Uh, You're talking about racism. Okay, yeah, so, 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 so. I, I know I accept the fact that there is racism in this nation, and, and there is, but I don't. I honestly don't think it's a common factor as the leftist media portrays it to be, and that's one of my big issues. But this idea that for some reason I, I grew up extremely poor, for some reason the fact that my skin is white, I have an advantage over other people's skin pigmentations. I I just don't see any proof of that. I mean, you can you can you can cite individual stories and 
anecdote, but at the end of the day, where's the truth? Because I don't see any legislation in government right now that, that proves that the government's racist, and that's how we, our, our nation is ran by the government. So we can't dismiss the, well, the government. And oh, What was that? Well, can you look at the government and see who predominantly runs the government? It's white people. Yeah, yeah, no. Oh, well, well, okay, so yes. So a majority You think about it, we had to wait 44 years to get a black president, and it wasn't because there weren't qualified candidates. You know what I mean? It wasn't because there, was, there weren't any qualified candidates. It's because we could not achieve that because of who dominated society. No, and absolutely. When, if, we, if we rewinded 20 years into the past right now, we were living in that, that, that day and age, we would mm-hmm. still have some obstacles to overcome. But my opinion as it's to date in 2018 right now, we do not have anything in government holding us back. It's all, it's all dependent on hard work and, you know, how you're raised. You know, if you put in the work, like President Obama did, he put in the work, he put in the time, he wants the distance, and he got the position. He got the highest position or highest uh, position in American office. And so do you think, so, you, so what you're trying to tell me is out of 45 presidents, only one black president or what black man did what it took to, took to become that? To achieve oh, that. Hey, soon to be more. I'm not saying that there wasn't racism or systemic press, uh, uh, systemic racism back in the day, but as it stands now, I think everyone has an equal opportunity to achieve whatever goals they may seek. Well, well I believe that the reason why uh, Trump is president is because it's a retaliation of um, eight years of President Obama. You know, it might be. That might be a factor. I'm not denying that because I know a lot of people were outraged by uh, President Obama's uh, uh, the way Being he, black. he was elected. A lot of people elected him because he was going to be the first black president and, and based only on that fact. Granted, there's others, but a lot of people voted based on that, and that's part of the outrage. Same thing with Trump now. I'm not, I'm not discrediting either side. Mm-hmm. So, the second, so do you think the second uh, uh, term for, for Obama, it was not the predominantly of black people who voted him in the second term. You realize that, right? Oh no 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 yeah I'm talking about the first term the first the first terms for both of them. Okay because even even and this is you know I think and, and of course again I'm not beating up on you you know you were having this discussion so that's why I'm, oh, I'm talking about it. But when President Obama was elected president, Mitch McConnell said that his duty was to make sure he's a one-term president. And why do you think that was? You know I can't be sure what his motives were. I really can't. I can't. Well, I have an opinion. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I think um, it, I'm just going back to what I said about invisible oppression. Uh, I just wanted to define that a bit more. It's it's really how it, it's it's in our language, it's in our mindsets, our traditions, our values, our morals. It's it's hard to describe because we think of visible oppression as someone being lynched, which that's an extreme example, but right. someone being denied a job because they're qualified based on their skin color or someone that um, – look at all of the people that have been getting the police called on them recently because of their color of their skin. They may yeah, be at well, the pool and you're one black person at the pool amongst 20 other white people and no one is checking your ID. Um, or no one is checking their ID, but they want to see yours. That that's overt oppression, right? And racism. Okay, yeah, no, and yes, yes, yes. I can understand that. And I know I, when when stuff happens, when there is police brutality, even I, I don't think it's a common variable at all. I think it's very rare at that. But when it does happen, it's unjust. And I will agree with you on a case by case scenario. But but this this my 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 whole uh, video was on the music and the, how it's promoting a bad. Uh, 
bad behavior when it comes to objectifying women, talking about gun traff or not gun trafficking, uh, 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 gun violence, illegal drugs, mm-hmm. gun violence, um, and gang violence. When you promote these things in your culture, when you make this a norm in your culture, and these rappers, even though they're not, they're, maybe they're not trying to be, uh, be idols to these, these younger uh, individuals, they're doing that because they're on the top of their billboard. They're, they're making wealth, and everyone's watching them. So, so we want to be like our idols. I said on a show yesterday that, like myself personally, I used to, I used to uh, MMA fight. I MMA fighted for 10 years of my life, and mm-hmm. I really looked up to uh, MMA fighters. And there's one specifically named George St. Pierre I looked up to. He was a really nice guy. He worked out all the time. And I tried to be like him because he was my idol. And this is what's happening within the black community when it comes to music, in my opinion. I, 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 just, I, find, I find it hard to deny the fact that music has th- – that, that people would deny the fact that music has this – uh, effect on people because but do you know the number one do you know the number one uh uh buyers of hip-hop music they're not black people yeah. it's white yeah, people yeah, so if that if so if you're if, if so if you're if, if what you, your, your position you know if there's validity to it then we would see a bunch of white people uh doing these things you say that the black people are doing based on music but we don't so maybe it has a different effect on the white population than it does on the black people why is that because it's um, so I can't, I can't be sure, but there's definitely statistics showing that we have a problem, and that's what I'm linking it to. Maybe, it's, maybe it's, there's more of a relation because of the skin pigmentation, or maybe there's more of a relation because they're talking about situations that these kids are growing up in, and then they can relate to that, so they, wanna, they idolize these individuals. Maybe that's, it's, it's hard to be certain, but my hypothesis, I feel like, is, uh, goes, is based on some pretty good logic. I mean – Unless you have something else to counter it, I mean. Well, you think about it. You know, we we hear a lot about white people appropriating black culture, right? Where you know, yeah. you, you know, black women have getting their hair braided, getting of time, and then Bo Derek did it back in the '70s, and she's the first person to do it. Um, Kim Kardashian does it now. Oh my God, it's a new look. So it's like a lot of people say that uh, black white people want to appropriate black culture but don't want to stand up for black rights. Well, like, you know, then the injustice is out there. I mean, you turn on the TV every day. I just saw a video oh, it th- is out there. today. I saw a video today where the city was called on a, a man because they were saying the scent of his barbecue was going throughout the neighborhood. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I don't know the full situation, but there, it is out there. I agree with you. It is out there. I just don't think it's a common variable. A common – go ahead, Sash. I'm sorry. You got it. I was just going to take a step back about the cherry picking that's going on with the debate on rap music being a factor in the violence that's in the black community. I think that there are many other factors to the Mm -hmm. violence, not only in the black community, but in others. And it's reckless to ignore them. And it's reckless to post YouTube videos that get a million views without stating the rest of the facts. So if you're taking the approach, hey, let's dive into why the black community is suffering or why there's so much violence, you need to examine all of the factors. You need to examine the stress that children go through when they don't have both parents in the home. Because Ooh, you have I, I actually that, state that in the video. You stated that there are 70%, upwards of 70% of single mothers, and yes. the actual statistics, based on the CDC or that 30% of the unmarried, there's 30% of white women that are unmarried that are single mothers. There's 57.9% that are black and there's 66% that are Hispanic. 
So if we're looking at the statistics amongst those three groups, obviously there's more uh, in the United States, you would have to examine all of the factors that are leading to uh, women that are single parents, right? Like you can't just say, oh, the black men are listening to rap music, they're killing each other because of that, then they're going to jail. No, no, no. There are many other factors. Okay, okay. Let's ignore them. Okay, so no, I see where you're coming from, and there is plenty of factors. I just I get presidents to the music one specifically, and that's my opinion. But are you denying the fact? Uh, are you denying? Uh, or is it the? Uh, you, all right, never mind. So you called you called it reckless to deny these factors. I call it tactful because when it comes to views and coming up in the algorithm, you have to leave when when you're discussing stuff. You have to leave uh, situations up to debate. You gotta. You gotta engage with your followers. So when I left it open ended, it was done on purpose, and that's why I have about a million views right now because I left it up to debate. It's not that I was discrediting it. I'm, I, I agree that there's other factors. I give a majority to to the music, but there is other factors. Fifty one percent and up. That's what I give. But there's other factors within that. So well, can, can, can you can you admit tactful. that there is white privilege though? Can you admit that that there is white privilege? Okay, so I I admit there is racism. I do not believe there's white privilege. I just I cannot admit that. Okay, well let me let me, let me explain to you. For me, I'm 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 37. You're 20 from 37, and I can tell you, I grew up in in a predominantly white uh, you know neighborhood environment where, especially until I was about fifth grade, I was just like me or one other black girl that was in our class. Um, White privilege, you know, we'd have just, and this is from a little kid standpoint, we'd have, um, you know, school plays, you try out for the part. Of course, they never, no black person ever got it, right? My mother was an educator, and she she, um, actually taught in the inner city, which she would not let me go to the school, she wanted me to go into county school, and she made sure she was at every parent-teacher conference, she wanted to be a statistic, right? And so, as I've gotten older, being pulled over just to see if I was okay, leaving work, um, getting, getting, you know, I'm at work and I'm dressed in my, uh, professional clothes and I get an elevator with a Caucasian woman and she looks like I'm about to rob her and we're both at work. Um, you know, I remember sitting outside my house one time, uh, just talking to a friend, the police are called on me, my home. Remember when I moved into my home, uh, what are you doing here? So all this does, do you see how that being, uh, treated like you're second class, you don't belong, you're not good enough. Do you see how that plays a part into everything that we're discussing tonight? Because you don't see okay, those absolutely. same problems in the white community, white on white. You don't see that. They're not, I'm sure they're, you know, they're, you all have oh, your own issues. White, we have our own issues within our community. Right, exactly, exactly. I agree with you. I mean, but we're seeing that, we're seeing that when people see us, for the most part, they see danger. They see intimidation. They see something bad's about to happen. Do you get that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand what you're saying. Okay, okay. Um, so, but right. do you see how this could play into the discussion we're having tonight? Because okay, they, yeah, just yeah. imagine if I'm seen as someone who's intimidating because I'm 6'4", I'm black, you know what I mean? I work out, so I'm, you, know, I have, you know, I have physique. And if I go into an interview with someone, you know, a white person who may have those uh, feelings or whatever, do you see how I automatically from the jump, I'm not going to get that job, just off my appearance. Well, hey, maybe, you, maybe you'll get that job, maybe not. I would hope the individual that was hiring you isn't racist. But with that, with that all right, so what I was saying, uh, I had a point to make, uh, the music. So maybe, maybe the influence within the white culture 
based on the music that's coming from the black culture promotes this type of thinking, promotes this type of thinking that bl- black individuals are, are, you know, rappers, are trying to be rappers, are trying to be drug traffickers, are trying to objectify women, are promoting this idea that they, they, they're uh, affiliated with this bad behavior. So that, that's just another factor why I think the music isn't a good thing. At least the, the three subjects I mentioned within the music, there's always variables to it. There's good music out there. I have, okay. I have so many thoughts running through my mind. I just want to take. A, um, I just want to go back to the white privilege discussion really, really briefly yeah. because it is old. When we come back, more of our discussion on racial relations with Scott and Savage. Right back after this. Into the sunlight, can't believe I had you going all night. A touch here, pulled hair, back it up, right there. Girl, you know you did some things to me slowly. Got me thinking I should call you my shorty. You the type that I could bring around the homies. Down for me, I ain't never gotta worry. Worry, tease me, kiss me, squeeze me, tell me that you miss me. Tell me. You and I are meant to be Forever you will not see why Cause I'm that guy Love at first sight when you caught my eye Never do I ever wanna make you cry Baby be mine and we'll fly so high So high
Sexy, gorgeous, and beautiful. Everything that we do is rememberable. I'm feeling you from your head down to your toes. Don't have to speak on it, I'm gonna show.
flirting, testing it got it chasing, but the trooper she checking. Hey everybody, this is Desiree Mitchell. My new single, I Need That, is out right now. I have loyalty coming out. There's a lot going on, and you're listening to The Stephen Knight Show, so stay tuned. Here's part three of my conversation with Savage and Scott. One thing that, this is a funny exercise I like to do with my friends, but if I... At my last company, we were able to see the background and the education level and the experience of all of the executives for the company. It's not a bunch. I think it was like 12. And two of them so happened to be black. One of them was a light-skinned white, uh, black woman, and the other was a uh, darker-skinned black man. And I bring up skin color because that's another layer. If you're lighter, yeah. you have proper accent, mm-hmm. you have straighter hair, you have light eyes then you are less threatening and you're more likely to be accepted by white people. But that's just a completely different conversation. Oh, I think, no, I think that you're more accepted. You're more likely to be accepted by white people, but as well as black people, because I've heard many testimonies today that black individuals have that same kind of mindset within their own communities. When someone's too dark, they'll judge, they'll make fun. They'll, they'll pick at people who are too dark and that that's internal as well as external. That's absolutely correct. And it does stem from slavery. But we don't – that's a conversation oh, yeah. a different time. Yeah. <laughs> all of the white executives that you saw, um, I think one may have been an attorney, but a lot of them had a bachelor's degree a very long time ago, and they had experience. The two black executives were, you know, one went to law school at Harvard. The other one had a Ph.D. They had substantially more education and experience than their white counterparts that were younger and this is just, to me, it's blatant white privilege because you'll even see it in, at least in my workplace, I don't know about in others, but you have to be an exceptional black person to get to the same level as someone with basic education and basic I experience agree. that's white. Mm-hmm. And that is, well, that's there's nothing legally putting that in place. Privilege. I mean, that's. That's perception. That's that. That's an idea that you have that you have to be. No, it's these are facts. This facts. Schools are promoting with affirmative action. You don't have to be absolutely exceptional. Actually, quite the opposite, and you can still get ahead of white individuals or Asian individuals when it comes to affirmative action. So I mean, no. I mean, I mean, that's, that's, I, in the real world, I, unfortunately, you still have a long that's, way to go. Legal, but in the real world, that's a legal not thing. But no, no, but no, there's difference between legal. There's difference between legal. There's a difference between legal because let me tell you, I work in the staffing industry, right? And so, okay. you know, I, in the staffing industry, I work with a lot of hiring managers. And mm-hmm. I know there are certain ones, especially some of the older white ones, I have to have a certain candidate that looks a certain way. I have to look at a candidate and say, oh, no, he's not going to get this job. And he can have all the experience, all the education, and, and extremely articulate, but because of his image, and I'm not talking about he doesn't know how to dress professionally, but his skin color or whatever, he will not get that job, and I already know that. Living in Georgia, you know what I mean? So, okay. and I, so it does, it's, not, it's, not in, it's not illegal, but it happens. I mean, you know what I'm saying? 
but I, yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. And what my I, my mindset right now is, I think we're progressing past this stage. Maybe there's some there's some uh, generational racism still happening, and it's not fair at all. But I feel like as a majority, the American people, we are we are promoting ourselves past this kind of behavior. I'm, I, do you see what's going on I, every day in the news? You watch the news? Yes, 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 I do watch the news. The news is a big factor in why. So I'm how are we getting past it? Because it seems like since no, 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 uh, no. Trump got, came in office, it's, it's gone backwards. Uh, so, so I mean, I don't, I don't think it's gone backwards. To be honest, uh, I just feel like everyone's calling the media on their bullshit. So when we, when there's, when there is police brutality, when it does happen, we only highlight the issues that are going to be appealing to the public. Or at least CNN does, or uh, any of the left wing media. They, they, they show. Well, Fox News doesn't care. What was that? Fox News doesn't care. Fox. Because it doesn't, it doesn't impact them. Fox News, they don't care because it doesn't impact them. Oh, no, they, they promote their own stuff. I'm not denying that. Um, mm-hmm. They're two different entities. But when something does happen, the left likes to push their media because it gives them power. It gives them power to promote the idea that blacks are being oppressed and we need to have a democratic president. We need to have democratic people in office to help battle this. And that's how they get power, and that's how they play on the minds of the common people. It's not so, common. Like I said before, police brutality against black individuals is not a common thing within America. I it's not. No, no, I don't think it's common. It, it, when you look at the bulk of the data, I think it's a very small variable, to be honest. Police brutality in general and uh, injustices that happen from the police force, I believe it's a very small variable compared to what generally happens. So when it does happen, when it does happen, when we see someone, uh, you know, get, get shot at a, got shit, shot and killed at a normal traffic stop, or we see someone walking with Skittles and a drink and they get shot, or we see, um, you know, we see instances all the time of this kind of stuff. Someone selling a, a single uh, cigarette, they get choked to death. When that does happen, because what happens, I see videos where I see white men attacking police officers. And also they, they get put in, uh, put in the back of the car and they live to tell the next day. I saw a white guy shot up a, shoot up a church in South Carolina. They took him to the, to the um, jail on his way and gave him, got him Burger King. So you don't see... Uh, no, okay. Well, no, no, no. So I can agree with you. And when that does happen, I will, I will come to an agreement with you. Sometimes stuff like that happens, and it's not right. I just don't think it's a norm. Like I said, the media pushes it out more than anything else, and that's why we think it's a norm, because it's in our face. It's our perception. It's what we're looking at every day. Well, we see the process, too. People are, people are speaking out against it. People are making their voices known. These activists, Black Lives oh, Matter. Yeah, so, so the media has to cover it because it's in their face. Yeah, no, they have to cover it. They just don't have to cover it as much as they do. They could cover multiracial uh, police brutality cases, but they're only covering the stuff that's going to be appealing to the media. So, so do you think that uh, do you think police brutality against blacks is not as, is is less prevalent than against whites? Do you think it happens more in, in the white and, and it's not being no, covered? No, no, no. So I'm not saying that. So I know I know for a fact that uh, you're you're uh, being if anyone's a, a black uh, skin pigmentation, mm-hmm. they're more likely to get shot by the cops statistically. But I link that to the music as well. I link that to the idea that or not the idea, the promotion of this music that's saying fuck the police, the post promotion of the music that says, hey, you got to stay strapped and you got to hang out with all your all, all, all your dudes and you got to sell drugs. And this idea of criminal behavior and gang violence. Maybe the cops 
maybe just by chance the cops are looking at that. Maybe they're in the media themselves a little bit, or maybe they're listening to the music. And so when they come up to a black individual, and it's undeniable that black individuals predominantly listen to black music as well as white individuals listen to it just as well, but maybe they're not an influence as much. I don't no, know. No, they're not scared of them because they're white. They're not scared of them because they're white. But, you know, the, the statistics show that white people are more um, comp, uh, are more like, um, likelihood to shoot up a school than blacks. Oh, no, no, no. That is the issue. That is the issue that also I'm going to make a video on because I don't, I don't support it. There's issues between both cultures. Everyone just throws a fit when a white man talks about black cultural issues. Because I think that they can't see how a white, a white male can talk about a black experience. I think that's the issue. Oh, and, and, and because I had someone said, I had someone tell me, I had someone tell me today, Scott, they said, listen, there are definitely issues in the black community. I think all of us here believe that. But the issue is that when uh, a white guy who says there's no such thing as white privilege tells us what's going on in our community, that shows that you don't understand what it is to be black in America because you're saying that you don't see the white privilege that we experience daily. So I think that's, oh, no, no. that's the issue. The white privilege is just an idea. It's a mindset. That it's not an idea. Trust me. It's not an idea. I mean, I, I can trust you. You can say that, but I, I'm still sticking, sticking to my opinion. I agree because that's not your. But you know why you can say that though? Because it's not your experience. You can't. You don't know what it is to be a black male in America, so you can't say what we're saying is wrong. Because you don't no, know. You no, don't. That's like, not your experience. It's like I couldn't tell you like what it is to be a white man. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, no, I think that's the challenge here. You could comment on the statistics. You know what? You can actually say that these mass shootings that are happening within the white population are a problem. I don't know if you have an answer to them because I don't have an answer to them yet, but you can say they are a problem. You can come up with a hypothesis. I'm not against that. I'm not going to base your opinion as false just because of your skin color. I'm not going to do that. I feel like everyone should have a right to speak their opinion. It's our Absolutely. Right. I agree with that. I agree. Yeah. I agree with one shit. Steven. I just have something really quickly. Um, I think when you were talking about how people were reacting to the video, it's because it's a common, I said it before, but I'll repeat it again. It's a common rhetoric. I've heard every single, without the rap music, I've heard every statistic, um, pretty much the whole video that Scott made was verbatim from a video that Ben Shapiro did. And he spends time probably reading the Daily Wire, the difference between Scott and Ben, and this is in no way a tech, is that um, he's a highly intelligent Harvard law grad and lawyer. Absolutely. So he can disguise <laughs> his racism as a conservative opinion. And then well, there are people that follow him that, you know, attempt to replicate that. Perhaps they want the appearances. I, I would love to get paid to go and give these ignorant opinions, give my ignorant opinion that probably should never be shared with anyone outside of myself and get paid for it. Who wouldn't want to do that? I would love to get paid tens of thousands of dollars to go and be ignorant. But okay, no, damaging you, to our you say, no, you say Ben Shapiro hides, he masquerades his racism by with his intelligence, but that's not true. Ben Shapiro, you can watch any of his stuff. He's not racist. He's tackling social issues. Granted, some of them are based on certain ethnic groups, but he's not racist. Uh, 
I mean, did Ben ever say he was superior than any other race or one race was superior than another race? No, he was just tackling an issue. He was being a good American. He is being a good American by talking about these issues. We, don't, we need to not be afraid to talk about these issues. The reason people listen to Ben is because no one wants to hear a white man or everyone, no one wants to hear him, so that's why it makes it appealing. No one wants to hear a white man talk about these kind of issues because he's white, you know? So that's what makes him so popular, and that's what feeds his wealth. But how can, how can you... How can you fully how can you fully speak on an experience if you've never lived it? How can you that's like me saying, Oh, I love I love South Africa, it's a beautiful place and I've never been there. How can I speak on that? You know what I'm saying? How can I speak on a, a culture that research. I I can do research but, but there's a difference. Like I went to Hawaii this year, right? I've seen pictures of Hawaii, it looked beautiful, but I didn't know what a true being in Hawaii experience and taking up soaking that up until I got there. But the thing is, you'll never be a black man to know what it feels like to be a black man and to know when we say that there is white privilege. There is. It, it, I mean, we live in, the, in a world where the, the, the world of knowledge is right at our fingertips. With enough, with enough research, you could pretty much find out anything nowadays. No, so, you can't. You cannot, you cannot, I cannot tell you about being a white man in America. It just like you can't tell me being a black man in America. No, I you can't, can't, you can't it, tell me specifically what my experiences are as a white man specifically, right? but uh-huh. I, I'm sure you have an opinion on these mass shootings that have been happening from white individuals. Do you have an opinion on it? Do you, do you, can you come to I have an opinion, but, I, but, I, but I'm not going to – I cannot uh, – I wouldn't make a video okay. talking – well, I wouldn't because I feel like I'd be looking ignorant because I don't – that's not my experience. I've never been a white man. I'm never going to be a white man. Might make a lot, you might make a lot of views on that if you just... But, I, but, but my thing is, and, that, and this, that was the problem with... I, you guys assume so far is that my opinion is discredited just because of my skin pigmentation. And you're, you're discrediting individuals... Well, when you're saying that things don't exist that do exist, that's why it's discredited. You're saying white privilege doesn't, you're saying white privilege doesn't exist when it does exist. That's why, that's why it's discredited for me. There's racist, but there's no privilege in skin pigmentation. There's privilege in money. There's privilege in power. But someone, just because someone's skin is white and you may think people look at them differently or maybe you've had a personal experience of racism. It's not just, it's not just one, one experience. It's not one experience. Well, let me ask you this. So why, so why has it been since the beginning of time, for the most part in this country, the people who yeah. run, have run the country have all been white? Why? Uh, well, okay, so, so to tackle that question, it's because there was racism. There, our government was 100% like white for a good amount of time, but that's changed. My point now is that's changed, and we need to make corrections. So you don't think it trickles down? It doesn't trickle down? So you think it just all goes away? There is trickle effects, and I mentioned that earlier. You mentioned uh, one of your uh, employers or something like that when it hired right. a black based on his look. I, I accept that. I don't think it's the norm, but I accept that. But the only way to start fighting this is to stop promoting this behavior within the music. One, that's and one of the difference. many variables. I have a different opinion. We need to have productive conversations. Yeah. Having a yeah. conversation about how rap music is damaging the community is an opinion, but what are you doing to help the community? Or what are you doing to help or what is your, not even what are you doing to help, because that's not your responsibility to help another community. Uh, right? As an American, it is. Go on. We 
all help each other. Well, I'm just, and this is a complete assumption that you're not doing anything to help the black community. It's just. Well, the, we can't force them to do anything. That's the thing. We can't force individuals to do, but we can influence them. We can, we can spit out knowledge. We can give out ideas and we can have free debate just like this to help influence the population. That's what we can do. And that's what I have done. But I'm getting a lot of backlash because it's because of actual racism. Because people want to discredit me because of my skin color. Well, we can't be racist. Don't, we can't don't, be racist. Don't whoa, 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 whoa. Don't How take does the that victim. make sense? Anyone could be racist. No. No, we, we don't have the power to be racist. No, everyone has the power to be racist. It's an, it's an idea. It's an ideology. You can be racist whenever you could, you could judge me based on my skin color right now. Bam. That'd be a prejudice. Prejudice and racism. That's prejudice. No, on my skin color. On my, you can judge me based on my skin color, my culture. Okay, but right. I think that you you definitely need to, if if this is the approach you're taking, because if you're taking the intent, we can improve the community by having a healthy debate. That's fine, but I just cannot see how it's a positive outcome if you're constantly telling a certain group, a certain class of people that you're. You have group. tons of unmarried um, women. You have people that are in jail, and your children That's are violent, and they're not having That's good it. education. When we come back, more of our discussion on race relations with Scott and Savage. Right back after this. Out 
to my suitcase I'm gonna make a difference Not gonna walk in ignorance Make the world listen I'ma leave an imprint Yes, they gon' know I'm here The world is gonna be my stage And when I'm long gone They, they gon' talk about me They gon' read about me I'm gonna leave a legacy A legacy Yes, you and me Gonna make history Is the potential Is the death of me Plenty of dead men Cause their words live on Though they've been long gone Yes, I know I wanna be like My brain. 
ride me so loaded. My ride be so low. I dreamed of being gifted, died in the penitentiary. They say that I'm a villain. No murder case, I ain't killing. They don't know how I roll. Obstacles kicking on. Here's part four and the final part of our conversation on race relationships with Scott and Savage. How is repeating that productive? How is that productive? Because to solve a problem, we have to find the source of the problem. So, and I link the source of the problem to the to, to its root, which I believe is the family. When we have single parenthood ratings upwards of 70%, higher than any other ethnic group, you watch my video, we have, you have kids that have disorders. And then when you have kids that have disorders and everyone's listening to this music promoting this unwanted civil, unwanted civil behavior, then 
you, you, you create a downward spiral. I mean, 20 times more likely to have dis- behavior disorders. You're 20 times more likely to end up in jail when you this is all happens when you are raised from a single parent without a father. Nine times more likely to drop out of school. Five times more likely to be poor. So with these factors and the objectification within music, you can see why single parenthood is happening more often because it's being promoted by the community itself when I feel like it shouldn't. You go listen to a country song, you're not going to hear this kind of promotion. You're, on, on average, on average, 51% are up. You're going to hear about stories about people falling in love, raising a family. That's what you're going to hear with country music. Country what about rock and roll? Music, it's predominant. No, even what about rock and roll? I'm sorry. There is songs. There is songs. You can, you can quote some songs, but I'm saying I said the majority of the time you're going to hear it. Go on. What were you saying, Savage? I was just saying that if you listen to country music, you're going to hear misogyny. You're going to hear people. Um, you're going to hear strong language in those songs as well. But not within and 95% the of argument, all the songs. The that, that, argument that, that, but you don't hear You don't hear it. No, no this I can argument the top billboard has right been debunked. This argument okay, has been sorry. debunked time over time with actual research. With actual research looking at children that are listening to this music and looking at their behavior, and you're There's not no way to quantify that. There's no way you're to actually quantify that. that. I mean, that's, that's impossible. I would well, I grew, up, I grew up listening to rap music, and I, 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 I've come out pretty well. I'm educated. Okay, and that's good, and that's good, but you're not everyone. You're but, but all, all, most of my friends, most of my friends, we, we all grew up the same way, and, we, and, we, and we're doing and very well for us. we out with a lot of exceptional people. And that's good for you, but that's not the norm. I mean, I live in a neighborhood, and I did not grow up with exceptional people. And I see it, I see it with the black community and the white community, both. But I made a topic specifically on the black community because I knew it would get attention. Fair enough. Fair enough. Listen, we can all agree on that. This is Mitt, all well, they, they so definitely got attention. Off of YouTube. And that we can agree on. It's not yeah. to help any community. It's not to have a healthy debate. It's solely for clickbait. And to no, 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 my debate. So I guess that is pretty original. I mean, we grabbed. That's false. We I heard your community. entire debate. I heard Yeah, you said debate. this earlier. You said this earlier that you didn't hear the the music all, the little branch off that I did, and that's specific to me. Granted, the data is out there, and people talk about the data. I linked it to the music. So how are you saying that's not original? Sorry if I'm a your little. Your entire loud. argument is unoriginal. If you Google rap, that means that for yeah. There are tons of hits because people have been talking about this since rap music came out. Why? Mm-hmm. Because it is another form of racism. Okay, so then why am I? Majority why, of rappers why, are black people. That million views right now. I just because there that are so me. many people on Facebook but, that are ignorant that have the exact same opinion as you. That's whoa, why. whoa, whoa! No, because it's a, there's a, it's a mix. It's mixed, and I've had plenty, I have plenty of messages in my inbox right now supporting my claim. It's just, it's a difference of opinion here. I base my stuff on facts. I have the most logical. There are no facts in your argument. No, no, there is facts. I literally just mentioned fathers, uh, or parents. I mentioned the statistics just a second ago. Upwards of seventy percent single parenthood rating. Children that don't grow up with their fathers, twenty-five times. Uh, uh, where are you getting? Uh, where are you quoting like, these from? Where are you, uh, you getting your statistics? 
I got my paper. And then uh, you can also look at the FBI census table 21 if you want a big bulk of my data. I have that up right now. The so FBI that, that I mean, if you don't want to trust that data, you don't have Is the to. FBI in the business of doing census collection? Yes. Or did you find I mean, that the FBI Facebook? has its own it's, its own thing. I have it up right here the right FBI now. The FBI has more important want. things to do than to do research on who's unmarried and who's listening to rap music. Seriously. Uh, no, I didn't say uh, they're doing uh, research on who listens to rap music. I'm saying they're doing research on what what's the crime at this current rate, what's happening currently in America when it comes to crime rates, and what specific crimes which race is related to. And maybe it's because of a safety thing. Maybe it's because knowledge is power. I don't know. But There's a correlation do, between rap music. I just want to make sure I heard this correct. There's a correlation between rap music and African-American people on the FBI's website. No, I never said that. I said that's my own take. I took the data from the, the crime report from the FBI, 2016 United States Crime Report, since Table 21. I took that data and looked at the murder and non-negligent manslaughter data and looked at how disproportionate it was to the, the population compared to every other ethnic group. And I said, hey, there's a problem here. And you know what? I looked at music and I say, hey, the music's promoting this kind of behavior. So I linked them together. Like, where is my, the falsity in my logic right there? If you turn that paper in, you will get an F because that logic uh, is seriously flawed. Yes. No, that logic is actually pretty sound. I, I mean, I get B pluses on my papers and up. Every I'm time. sure you so. do. I got A pluses. And that's because I actually did the research and I actually looked at different opinions and I actually had. Now, maybe it's because I'm not good at. I'm not the. I'm not grammar. I'm not the Grammatical. best at grammar sometimes. Yeah. Well, I, I, I just think, I think, you know, it's. it's it is dangerous to say that rap music and and listen, I, I, like I said, we've said we've all said on the show that uh, the black community has its own issues that they have to work through, and I do yeah. think there are a lot of people that are are helping in that change. But things with um, broken, yes, yeah, and there aren't exactly, but there there broken homes and all that that came before rap music. That came before, so I think what the oh, d- deeper issue is not necessarily the music. It's 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 the generational uh, the generational issues that that our culture experiences. And again, it has I, the after effects of real systemic racism. The after effects that's still happening. Today. But but it's it's but, still it still happens though. It still happens. Nothing legally is happening. Nothing we can we can pull up from the government a uh, government website that's legally. Holding well, do, do you think? Well, I don't think racism racism is legal. So you think they're going to have a legal report about the the uh, the number of instances that happens? No, and racism happens on a case by case scenario with individuals. It's not the government. There's nothing in the government. I worked for the government for four years. There's no. I worked for the government too. I worked for the government for for four years as well. Okay, there's nothing in our government right now holding anyone back it's honestly a real like a real equal opportunity area when it comes to well, do you look, look at the dis the disproportion uh, of, of people in jail because we can go back you, you mentioned in your video about drug drug use in america there was a the american addict addiction excuse me american addiction uh center reported from this is from a report from 2013 that 8.5 of whites are addicted to drugs, were 7.4 addicted to blacks. Now, the, you know, and drug, the drug epidemic really hit in the 70s and 80s, right? Yeah. Black people, when we got on drugs, we were put in jail. 
white people, when they got in drugs, they were put in rehab. You know, it didn't become, uh, you know, it was, it was a, you know, war against, against drugs when black people were doing it. When white people did it, it was like, okay, just a health crisis. So the way that things are handled, do you see how it, it's not the music? The, I, 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 I'm not saying that the music necessarily helps, but I'm, I don't think that the issues that you mentioned in your video has to do with the music. This is things that were happening before the music even happened. Well, your statement is that you don't give any of these issues uh, issues any relation to the music problem that I mentioned. You don't think it's in any... No, I said I'm not saying, I'm not necessarily saying it helps. I'm not saying it helps, but I don't think, I can't, I, we cannot attribute the issues in the black uh, community that you referenced in, in your video to music. I, I don't think we can. Some of the issues, and I didn't give it a majority. I didn't say this is the only reason. Well, you said most of the issues. That's what you said in your your video. 51% are up, and it could be anywhere in between. Okay. Um, Okay, so, okay, where where were we then? Uh, We were talking, oh, so the the generational uh, racism, that's what we were talking about, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 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 so like I said before, I do not deny the fact that there is some still, some lingering effects like after effects of real systemic racism, real implementation within our government that kept black people down. But this idea, this idea that, uh, that we're, we're kept down right now with no real proof besides individual cases of individual people being racist is not a productive method of, of running this country or solving this problem. The, the biggest barrier holding people back is believing that you are a victim, believing you do not have the capability to do something based on your skin color. That is a huge barrier holding the black community back right now. And I want to correct that because I believe in true equality. And, and do you believe our president's a racist? Uh, I believe in 2018? So when it comes to President Donald Trump, I mean, I support him due to the fact that he's a Republican, right. and not a Democrat. But I, I you know, I'll do you think he's a racist? Oh no, no, I don't know for a fact if he's a racist or not, so I can't say he's a racist. Do you think? Do you I think, will, based on on what's been put out there and some of his uh, his uh, the things that come out of his mouth, do you think he's racist? Would it, would would you would you no, say would you would you say this? Would you say that he's you know, and you don't know him, we don't know him, but based on what you see, would you say he's not a racist? Uh, I would say the data is not conclusive enough, but when it comes to him being a president, my my belief, my hope would be that he he isn't a racist. But we can't know that unless we have exact proof. And him wanting to secure our borders to protect citizens in America, that is not racist. Oh no! What, 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 you know they they call, you know President Obama deported more people than anybody. It was the way he did exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah, but but it's the way he did it though. Trump for doing it. Everyone like wants to highlight. He didn't break up families. He didn't have kids in cages. Well, I mean, we have an Wait. issue where we have to, we have to spend money on breaking up these families and taking the children are separated. I mean, it, it's a really that would not have happened if he didn't pass that bill, and he could have changed it by simply making a call, and he did not. He was going on what he wanted to what he wanted to promote, and he was trying to use this as a scare tactic to keep people from coming to this country. Well, no, maybe maybe it's a it's a it's a tactic to stop human trafficking because within. Uh, with, with, uh, in, re- in regards to our U.S.-Mexico border, we have individuals that are trafficking children based on the sole fact that they think they're going to get... Uh, but not all of them were, and that's how they were treated, like all of them were, do- were doing that. All of them were not doing that. He was breaking up families, taking children's infants, infants, they were taking infants away from their mothers, putting them in cages. Okay, and maybe we're getting off topic. 
Oh, sorry. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe in <laughs> some cases, but you want to you revert back to the... Yeah, we can revert back, revert back. I'm sorry. But no, but I'm just saying, the reason why I asked you about Trump being, uh, if you thought he was racist or not, and again, we don't know him personally, but I think based, his, his, his character has shown itself. The, the reason why, I, I think that back when President Obama was uh, president, it was easy for people to, to believe that things from a race perspective or even white privilege, though it still existed, even um, from that perspective, it was things were getting better. But in my opinion, once we hired a racist who um, the white supremacists and white nationalists supported um, during the campaign, once he was in place, we start seeing more and more cases of where uh, racist white Americans, prejudiced white Americans, whatever, they start coming out by the out of everywhere. And that's what we yeah, start getting. Trump pe- doesn't. Trump hmm? doesn't support these wa- white. Does he speak against it? These white supremacists. He does he speak against it? Said that. Uh, yeah, no, he's openly said he does not. He he's not affiliated with them. He I, he can't help that uh, random people give him money. And they might be affiliated with the KKK or white. He can't help that. He can say no. I don't want your money. When it's random and not track, he can't help that. It happens. David Duke. What was that? David Duke. David Duke, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, so, so, what what's that? Didn't he? Didn't he? Uh, didn't he um, endorse him? And he accepted the endorsement. I mean, I'm sure if he endorsed him and he was affiliated with these these associations that we are talking about or these groups that we we're talking about, I'm pretty sure he probably denounced them. But I mean, at the end of the day, I don't have this. Well, what happened in South Carolina when he said that there? I mean, Virginia when he said there were uh, good people on both sides. When, the, when we had people with, with uh, KKK and um, hoods walking the streets, people on both sides. Okay, good okay, no, no, that statement is true. There is good people on both sides. There is shitty people on both sides. People with, uh, with KKK and affiliation, that's good sides? No, 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 no. So when he said on both sides, you said he said on both sides. So what he's talking about is ethnic groups. I'm assuming he's talking about ethnic groups. So there is good people on the, let's say the white side. There's good people on the black side. No, it wasn't the white side. Listen, no, no, because the woman that was killed was white, and she was on the Black Lives Matter side, right? I'm talking about they were, they were protesting the people that were walking in KKK hoods uh, and, and you know, the white nationalists. They were, that was one side, and then you had the people who supported Black Lives Matter from all different back, uh, walks of life. He said there were good people on both sides. So I'm trying to say, what what good side was the uh, KKK on? Who came out that good side? I don't know what his exact. That's what he said. No, I don't know his exact point of view. Maybe. Well, I just told you. KKK members. Maybe he had a different perception than what you saw in the media. But at the end of the day, there is good people on both sides. So I don't know. I would have to look more into that specific example. But there's probably exceptions to it. But maybe he is a racist. Maybe he isn't. I'm not denying the fact that he he might be one or he might not be one. But at the end of the day, I support him as a president because he, I have no definite proof. Okay, but, but but so my point to to why I asked you if you thought he was or wasn't, I think he is right. And and again, I don't know him either, but just based on what he's shown us, it's a trick. It trickles down from the top. And so. Mm-hmm. When, where things made it seem like they was getting better when Barack Obama was in, oh, we elected a black president. What, two terms? You know, um, the economy is doing well, because it didn't just start with Trump. It was, start, it was doing well under Obama. Um, that's where people were getting more comfortable. But what happens was 
when he became president and when he gave a voice to white nationalists and white supremacists, that's why we can see things have not gotten that much better. So do you really think he, he personally gave them a voice? or they? Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. No, he gave them. You're saying Trump specifically gave. He showed him it was okay. He showed him it was okay. Did he because he did it. Okay he came. He came out. He came out when he announced it. When he was running. When he announced he was running, he called Mexicans rapists and murderers. No, no, he called some Mexicans rapists and murderers. He talk, called MS-13 animals, like people that are actually a- animals, people that whose motto is to rape, kill, and murder, etc. He called them animals, and I'm okay with that. To be honest, I think they're less than animals. People that are willing to live their lifestyle. He, he said Mexico was sending over the worst of the people. So you mean to tell me everyone, every, everyone that was fleeing that country coming here was the worst of the people? No, no. So, so, so that, that, that's a common misconception. So, so he was saying that Mexico, the people that are coming over from Mexico illegally are coming over, and they're coming over illegally, and they're related to the cartel. The Me- Mexico is ran by the cartel, 100% ran by the cartel. So when people come with, uh, from, with illegal immigration through under, underground railroads, quotations, uh, they're they're bringing drugs. They're they're traffic. They're sex trafficking. They're tra- they're tra- chil- they're tra- trafficking children within into our nation. And then on top of that, these people that are coming into our nation illegally are working under the table for people, destroying American jobs, destroying the possibility for other Americans as citizens, regardless of race, to have jobs because these people are willing to work under the table because these employers know that they can take advantage of these people because they're not legal. So they have well, how come he didn't speak against people that are coming across uh, uh, comes to this country from predominantly white countries? How come he didn't oh, speak okay, negatively so I about them? I love that you say that because we don't have not, uh, our illegal drugs that are coming into this nation, which are from the cartel. majority of them are from the cartel. Oh, they the come from border. Russia too. Thank you. No, 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 the heroin come from? No, 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 no. Wait, the, majority, the majority of our drugs that we're getting right now are coming through the U.S.-Mexico border. In, in my opinion, they're coming through the U.S.-Mexico border, and that's why we have such a big issue. If, if, Can- if Canadians were overstaying their visas, if Canadians were smuggling mass amounts of drugs, we would enforce our Canadian border. It's not a race issue. It's not a race system. It's the color of your skin. It's the issue of where the problems are coming from. So, like I said, if Canada was doing it, we would enforce it. If MS-13 was coming through our U.S.-Canadian border, we would probably enforce it a little bit more. But they're not. That's, that's, that's the factor. They're not. It's not a race thing. It's a it's a issue thing. It's a drug thing. It's a gang activity thing. All right. Well, I'm gonna leave it there. Um, I, I want us before we leave to just do one last, you know, your closing remark. Um, I do thank you, Scott, for coming on and, and you know speaking your putting your case and you know uh, representing your video and and uh, you know it's it's a difficult conversation to have, but I'm glad we're able to have it. I'll let you, Scott, lead off with your closing remarks for this conversation. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I thought hey, both of you were extremely respectful. I, I, I really enjoy engaging in uh, peaceful debate like this. This is how we hash out issues within our culture, how we all get along and how we find true equality, in my opinion, regardless if you want to believe that or not, regardless. So, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, if you guys want to watch my content, uh, Facebook, Scott Rhodes. Uh, I'm on all the time. Send me a direct message if you have something you want to say. And, yeah, thanks for having me on. All right. Savage? Steven, thank you for inviting me, Scott. Thanks for coming on to have the debate. I just want to say I hope that the listeners of this show as well as the viewers of Scott's videos will do their own research and will thoroughly look at what the issues are that are plaguing the black community before drawing a conclusion, um, such as rap music is the cause of it all. 
because it's not productive. Um, I do encourage people to go out and volunteer. I encourage not only black people, but people of other races to mentor young black children or to volunteer in those communities since it is, in certain people's opinions, damaging our country. Um, And I hope that people can just lead with love more and try to cut down on the ignorant rhetoric as much as possible. But, yes, please check me out as well as my co-host, Ty, on the Articulate Podcast every Thursday. That's it. All right. Well, listen, I I got a lot of flack tonight for wanting to have this conversation, but I think it's an important conversation to have because Scott, Savage, and myself, we all represent – different parts of this country, different ways of thinking. And I think it's easy to stay in your, your own corner and, and not want to talk to the next you know side or vice versa. But I don't think that we're going to get any progress if we don't have these conversations. And we can have these conversations, and I don't hate Scott. Scott doesn't hate me. We don't hate Savage. Savage doesn't hate us. But we can have a conversation, and hopefully we learn from each other. But I want to thank Scott and Savage again for joining us tonight. And uh, have a good night. We'll, we'll be right back after this. Showing me my past My heart belongs in your grasp I only see you underneath your light I can't survive without your kiss My life dripping from your lips I'm nowhere found by your side It feels like time slows Sinking to the ground And every weakness is getting stronger And as I'm falling I can feel you Lift me up underneath your wings And it's every touch How you take my love and bring it back to life You bring it back to life I feel your fire burn under my skin and it's every touch how you take my love and bring it back to life you bring it back to life and i'm breathing in every single sound you make i can feel your words all in the air with your voice making my heart beat if your soul is all i see like the rest of the world is not there It feels like time slows down And every breath is getting longer I feel my heart sink into the ground And every weakness is getting stronger Underneath your wings And it's every touch How you take my love And bring it back to life You bring it back to life 
to your fire burn underneath my skin and it's every touch how you take my love and bring it back to life you bring it back to life and as i'm falling down i feel you lift me up underneath your wings and it's every touch how you take my love and bring it back to life you bring it back to life i feel your fire burn underneath my skin and it's every touch how you take my love and bring it back to life you bring it back to Welcome back to the Stephen A. Show. Chike, how's it going? Brother, how are you? I cannot complain. I cannot complain. Did you hear that uh, discussion panel? 
Listen, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to disrupt some things tonight. Oh my some God! Things are going to be disrupted. Right. But it needs to happen. It needs to happen. I agree. The conversation needs to happen. I agree. I think you know and what the I longer. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say the longer that we continue to sweep things under the rug, the right. rope is only going to get bigger. Right. This is why we are in the predicament that we're in now with, you know, this leader that we have mm-hmm. is because we're not willing to put all of our dirty laundry out there. Right. And I'm all for understanding other people's differences and, and, and respect you from afar. Doesn't right. mean that I have to hate you or dislike you or I can still work with you probably because I'm mm-hmm. sure that I do work with some people like that. But right. And, and, this kind of leads into the film that I saw. Okay. But this conversation needs to happen. I agree. That's where I'm at. I agree. And, and the thing was, you know, people were saying to me, why are you bringing this racist on your show? I didn't believe he was racist. I believe he was just ignorant. I didn't believe he was racist. And, you know, some of the things that he said were actually true. But I think it wasn't his place as a white guy to tell us what's wrong with our community. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, um, and right. so I, that was the, di- the biggest disconnect. Um, and he tried to put, blame it all on music, rap music, and that's not true. I, like I told him, you know, the number one buyer of rap music are white people. So if that's your theory, how come white people aren't doing these things that you're accusing the black community of doing? But it was a very interesting interview, and I and I did respect the fact that he did come on. He was very polite. Um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. he he felt the way he felt, and you know, and I don't hate him. He doesn't hate me or Savage, you know. But it was just. It was a conversation because a lot of people, unfortunately, think that kind of way. And so, like you said, we have to have these conversations because if we continue to stay in our different ends of the ring, like in a boxing match, nothing's ever going to be uh, addressed and never nothing's going to come from it. So that's why I thought it was important to have more in there. Someone who made a video that got over a million uh, views and there are people on both sides, black and white, who agreed and disagreed with them. So I thought it was a good conversation to have, an important conversation to have, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, I'm on my tangent. Well, I can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get to see? Well, first of all, how was your weekend? Weekend was awesome. Okay. Um, I actually had a first date this weekend. Uh oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm trying to get back out there. Did it go good? Stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it was very good. Very good, good. good. There will be uh, probably a second and a third. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk off so, <laughs> I went to, went to go see <laughs> I went to go see the film Sorry to Bother You, mm. which stars um, Lakeith Stanfield, Teresa Thompson, Danny Glover, Amari Hardwick, Terry Crews, Army Hammer, Jermaine Fowler, and Patton Oswalt. I have to first off by say that this film was released in July, and um, it didn't come on my radar because I didn't know anything about it until I was watching The Breakfast Club. Okay. And uh, its director, Boots Riley, and creator, Boots Riley, was on there discussing the movie with Lakeith Stanfield and Omari Hardwick, and they were just talking about the subject matter of the movie, and it just became more intriguing to me. And when they topped it off, they said that, well, they they tried to put the movie in a category. And they said, is it a comedy? And he said, yes. Is it a horror story? Yes. And he said, and then it's science fiction. So I was like, oh, oh, I'm all in now. I have to see it. All these things. And I have to say that 
it was very clever and brilliantly done. And I will say this, if you go see the movie, or if you, maybe if you've seen it already, some people have walked away from the movie saying that they didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. And this movie does require for you to be a little woke. You have to, this is, I've been telling all my friends when they ask me about the movie, so I said, you know, it reminds you of Get Out a little bit. But this would probably be, if Get Out turns into a series, this would probably be the third installment. Okay. Okay. And then somewhere in between, you have to get woke in order to understand it. Mm. Get Out was the waking up. There's a missing movie, and then this movie happens. So basically, do you, are you aware of what code switching? What code switching is? No. What's that? So basically, code switching is the airs and the falsity that we put on sometimes to associate or assimilate ourselves with white people. Hmm. Okay. So, you know, some people they change their voice and it becomes really popular. It's, it's our work voice. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. the work voice and the telephone voice. Right. So that is code switching, and but it goes to different degrees. Okay. So I'll, I'll tell you this: in the movie, uh, Keith Stanfield is a telemarketer, so he's basically a salesman. Mm-hmm. And he's not having any luck, so he has to code switch in order to start making money, and he learns how to. But then he learns how to, and he perfects it to the point where he goes to the higher level. I'm going to leave the higher level a mystery because I want you to see the film. Right, yeah. And some people, like in this movie, code switch so much to the point that that's their normal. Yeah, it's true. It's hard for them to relate to their own people Mm -hmm. because they've code switched to the point where they've become stuck. Especially back in the day. I remember this movie, um, uh, Good Fences, I think it's called. It was with Whoopi Goldberg and Danny, Glo- Danny Glover. And um, mm-hmm. they it was like based in the 60s and 70s, I guess. And so Danny Glover, they were married. Danny Glover was an attorney. And he his goal was to get out the hood, right? And he moved into this big, rich mm-hmm. neighborhood. And he did not want to associate with black people. Monique is in the movie. She has a, I, I do remember. Remember that? that? Remember she moved to the neighborhood because she well, won the lottery? And he he didn't want yes. to be associated. He he had to act a certain way. Yeah. He wanted Whoopi to be on the Absolutely. school board. Yeah, that was really good. That. I just saw it one day. Just I was at a friend's house and, and it came on. And I was like, oh, what's this? Cause, you know, we love Whoopi, we love Danny. It was so good. It was so good. <laughs> but would yeah, that be an example of code switching? That's, <laughs> that's that's a great example okay. of code switching. Yeah, but to the point where it's it's present day. In the 70s, it was a little different because people were striving. Yeah, you know, it had to be. Yeah. The whole Jefferson's era moving exactly. on up. Exactly, yeah. Now, it's it's not quite the same attack of it. Right, right. So it's done differently. And people are doing it, especially with social media being, you know, a component. Yeah. Um, I, 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 want, I can't tell you but so much about this movie because I want you to really go see it. <laughs> it's so underrated. It's not on the radar. Then it does, it's not getting great publicity, but I think this is going to be one of those films that's going to be a cult classic. Mm, okay, okay. Because I think people are going to be late to it. They're going to see it on cable, and then they're going to be like, that's my new favorite. Wow. Wow. And I will say this. I laughed. There were moments when I jumped, and I did see the science fiction part clearly. Like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Check this movie out. I'll give it to you. Give it two thumbs up. Are you there? Two thumbs up. There we two go. Two thumbs yeah. up. Oh, good, good, good. Thought we lost you. Well, I'm very proud of myself. I've been trying to um, 
find ways of cutting costs, right? And so, mm-hmm. you know, I you know, I had a cable provider and I was like, this bill is just getting higher and higher every time I turn around. You know what I mean? It was like I'm paying one eighty for I have a phone, um, internet and cable, right? I did not know about well, I heard about them like the slings and the uh uh PlayStation uh, was mm-hmm. it Evo? I've heard of all those things. When I tell you, I I did my research. I went to CNET.com to do the research. Which is the best one? And I'm only paying thirty four dollars a month, and I got all the channels I need. I got rid of my cable. Yeah. I got rid of it. I remember Adam had done well, it can, years ago, but I was like, I need cable. <laughs> but I'm telling you, well, I can I can do you one better. I hmm. can do you one better. So I uh, moved over to the Fire Stick. Yeah, I got a yep. And yep. of course, I had I had one of my buddies jailbreak the fire mm-hmm. for me. One one of mine did this fire weekend. Jailbreak, <laughs> and I uh, <laughs> I ordered my Amazon service. Yep. And through because I work through a university hospital, I can go in under student because oh, good. I'm part of an academia. Yeah. And I do the student, and it's only I think it's like forty nine dollars per year. Yeah, you can't beat. I and mean, that's all I pay for my television service. I mean, streaming, and I get everything. Everything. I mean, you can order other things. I do order other things to add. To right, it, right, right, right. But you know, but it's nothing. It's, it's not one eighty. Right. <laughs> right. No, nowhere near. Uh huh. <laughs> and you know, I remember the reason why. I didn't do it before because, you know, I love my DVR. But now they have DVR, and now you can click on any show and on some of these stations, um, uh, services and go watch the whole season. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't need DVR. Yeah, so yeah. I'm glad Absolutely. someone put me on the game because, I mean, I'm saving mm-hmm. a lot mo- monthly now, you know, because of that. But definitely uh, look and at your so resources. Advanced, you know, the whole Alexa comes with the whole yep. service. Yeah. They send me emails to my phone with things that I like. I uh-huh. love the whole preference thing. Yep. I, I love it. Love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. a fan. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, um, what's coming on the pipeline? Well, for me, it's Mission Impossible, Fallout, and I still haven't seen the Equalizer. Sorry, Denzel, but I'm, I'm making my way. I'm making my way. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. And it looked good. That was a good movie. Come out a, 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 you could say that again. That was good, the Denzel movie. Oh yeah, uh, people are raving about it, but I I have to see it myself. But, yeah, you know, like someone brought to my attention, Denzel has never done a sequel before. So oh wow, it. that's true. I never thought about that. Yeah, he's never done that before. Okay, okay. All right. Well, Chicka, as always, thank you so much for keeping us in the know. Um, it just, you know, everyone everyone knows you anyway, but just shout out. Oh, I want to ask you a question before we go. What are your right. thoughts on our friends of the show, Faith Evans, Mary, and Stevie J? Oh, man. Do you know how many phone calls <laughs> I got related to the Fizzy? <laughs> Big Fizzy from the bricks. You know, we didn't do high topics today, so I want to ask Chica his thoughts because, you know, he's introduced me to Faith and okay. all that. So, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. That's my buddy. I love her dearly. Um, I, her and Stevie have known each other a for long time. Several years. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, yeah, they're, they're the best of friends. To the point where when Faith got her first house, Stevie J put up the money for her to get her first house. Oh, wow. Because she didn't have cash. They just wasn't, he put it up for her. He, he loaned her the money to get her first house. That's how close they are. And he's the godfather of um, CJ. Right. Biggie's son. Mm-hmm. Um, 
from what I understand, they had dated in the past. They and did, did okay. Out, okay. And they went their separate ways. And um, I, I don't know what's going on now, but I will say this. I'm not saying that her relationship isn't real, but I, I think that it's more to it. They have a song coming out this A week. song and video, yeah. Mm-hmm. Song and a video. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact that Faith has been in the company of Miss Mona Scott. Uh, for Yeah, uh, everyone's saying that. Is working on something. So I don't know if this is part of that. I can't speak to that. But I do know that it, it's more going on. It's, a, it's more yeah. business tangled in here somehow. Well, I know uh, when when it was I saw it on the shade room. Someone put in the comments that Mona Scott's moonwalking uh, <laughs> to the networks for a new reality show. But I will say this: um, remember, I said a few months ago I saw Faith um, at a restaurant mm-hmm. here in Buckhead, and I asked her. I said, "What are you doing? What are you doing in Atlanta?" She said, "Oh, me and Stevie just did a walkthrough." I don't know if they're talking about a show or what. I didn't go into details, but so yeah, something's been brewing for a while. Um, a lot of people think it's not real. They think it's for the song, it's for a reality show, but I don't know. I mean, she's been posting pictures and she's been, you know, if she, I mean, whatever they're doing. If, 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 they're play, if they're playing that type of game, they work. it's working because people are talking. Oh, they are talking about it. And, she, and Faith said something the other day on Instagram, I think I saw it yesterday. She said, you know, pretty much forget all those that didn't care what I was doing before uh, 7, 17, 18. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Before right. I announced this, right, this right. marriage. Anyway. Anyway, I just wanted to get I your know, thoughts man. on that. I want her happy. I do too. She's 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 a great woman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Chica, as always, thank you so much. Have a great week and talk next Monday, okay? You too, brother. All right. Right back after this.
walk in the room, my knees get weak, I'm still into you. I'm trying, trying, I'm trying, trying, trying hard to get over, over you. you, but it's hard, I'm still loving you. song about how I hate you, about how you played me and led me to believe that you want me but you just not ready, so I'll wait around for your ass, yeah I'm crazy, but truth is I love you and I don't know why, it's probably the way you look me in my eyes, and you such a Pisces, yeah you put me on, and you put me in my place when I'm too much. I need that Just one time in my life Don't need no yes man This one nigga in my life He's fucking honest I love him cause he's everything I wanted I need that I need that Baby I'm forgiving you Can we move on? Can we try this? Cause I don't know what I'm gonna do can talk about the lack of communication How often you make me feel unappreciated How I could have been out tonight hanging with my girls But I'm with your ass all night cause that's what I prefer But truth is I love you and now I know why It's the way your hands fit perfectly in mine And you such a Pisces, yeah you put me on And you put me in my place when I'm too much I need that Just one time in my life Don't need no yes man This one nigga in my life He's fucking honest I love him cause he's everything I wanted I need that I need that Baby I'm forgiving you Can we move on? Can we try this? Cause I don't know what I'm gonna do
why you my grind. I get rich and dime fitted. I pay you no mind. Living on the my business. Cause I spend all my time telling my business. Miss me with the bull. I ain't got time for. I'm busy getting straight. Like I, like I, I'm bald. Indiana pace and need a hustle. Paul George. Chess move, NWA, go get it attitude. How to do it big? Biggest ice cube, man. I done paid dues. It's time for get back. I'm here to collect. Where the, where the cheese at? Purchase selling dreams, dog. You can keep that. Cause when my stomach growling, I can't need that. Know where I'm from? All that talking won't cut it. With all that funny shit, you might as well be a muppet. We Well, that's our show. Hopefully, everyone is able to walk away, uh, you know, with a different mindset or hear something that they didn't think of before by listening to our discussion on race relations. I think it's with the climate we're in, with the person we have in the White House, these conversations are more important than ever before. Well, I hope that you enjoyed the show. Have a great week, and we'll be back next Monday. Good night, and God bless.
to the floor, hey, we gon' dance. And when we get there, hey,